SBS Radio. First Nations people are being urged to ensure they are enrolled to vote in the upcoming federal election. The only Aboriginal light festival in the world, Pachima, continues to enthrall visitors to Alice Springs. And in Brisbane, a yacht race begins today with 38 yachts taking part. First Nations people are being urged to ensure they are enrolled to vote in the upcoming federal election. With the electoral roll set to close at 8 p.m. on Monday. Just 79% of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people eligible to vote are enrolled, which means more than 100,000 people won't be able to have their say at the ballot box. Meanwhile, 600,000 young people aged between 80 and 20 years are preparing to cast their votes for the first time on May 21st. Among them is a youth worker, Tamika Lee Fitzgerald, from Kuranula Aboriginal Corporation in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. She says the youth vote might not be the top priority for major parties. Yeah, I think there could be more to do with youth around Australia, whether that be Indigenous or not. Um, I do tend to think that politicians focus more on middle age rather than youth. Leaders have entered into a campaigning detente for Good Friday, but are, but are expected to return on Easter Sunday. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Labour leader Anthony Albanese will attend church services with limited official campaign events to take place. Both leaders are expected to be back on the road on tomorrow before taking another break for Easter Sunday. Mr. Morrison and Mr. Albanese will also have also confirmed they will go head to head for their first official debate of the election campaign in Brisbane on Wednesday. Researchers say that the Black Summer bushfires' impact on Indigenous Australians had been made worse by inadequate treatment, including racism, from recovery services. An Australian National University study says Indigenous people were hit hard during the 2019-2020 disaster, with many feeling unwelcome at recovery centres after enduring the devastating loss of homes, land and lives. The report examining First Nations Australians' first-hand experience during the bushfires revealed that they had experienced extreme trauma. The ANU Centre for Aboriginal Economic Policy Research Study also claimed that there were scary similarities during the recent northern New South Wales floods. The study's lead author and ANU PhD candidate Biami Williamson told AAP that so many Aboriginal people were affected by the bushfires. They experienced extreme trauma both from the fire itself and the response from non-Indigenous organisations and government agencies. It has been revealed that the federal government quietly increased the amount of disaster grant payments available to flood-affected residents of northern New South Wales, but again left out those in labour-held seats. 
The Guardian has reported that a $350 a week top-up has been added to the 642.70 a fortnight recovery allowance payment for those victims of the floods who are temporarily unable to work in the Lismore local government area. The move has sparked new accusations that Lismore residents are getting special treatment because they currently live in an electorate held by the coalition. Those accusations first arose when $2,000 worth of extra disaster relief funding was given to residents in the National Party seat of Lismore, while those in the Labour-held electorates of Ballina, Richmond and Clarence Valley were initially left out. And airports around the country are expected to remain busy for the Easter break and school holidays. But, but long wait times have shrunk considerably at Sydney's airport, the country's busiest. Around 80,000 passengers are expected to board flights heading out of Sydney on Good Friday. And they are being advised to arrive two hours early for flights. Melbourne will handle 76,000 passengers a day over the Easter period, while Adelaide is anticipating 25,000 passengers on Friday. Easter Monday will be Hobart's busiest ever day for flights, with more than 81 planes coming and going. The only Aboriginal light festival in the world, Partima, continues to enthrall visitors to Alice Springs. Thousands have flocked to the Red Centre to witness the stunning lighting displays and interactive installations and enjoy the range of activities and events on offer, including concerts, talks and films. The festival runs until Sunday. Parjima Festival, held in Alice Springs, is a celebration of Aboriginal art, music and storytelling. Michaeli Siron reports for NITV News. Ancient stories projected onto ancient land using cutting-edge technology. The 300-million-year-old McDonald Ranges are the backdrop for this year's Parama Light Festival, a 10-day celebration of First Nations culture. Rhoda Roberts is a curator of the festival. I truly believe that Parchima is an annual pilgrimage and I know and hope that every Australian at some time in their life will come and visit us here because it truly, like the dirt, it truly gets into your soul. Sky Country is this year's theme and people have been invited to discover the desert stars above Orinda Country. When you sit down for the workshops or hear the talks, you get up close and personal with our First Peoples of Australia and their unique stories and place right here in the heart of Australia on the desert sands looking up at the night sky. Dozens of First Nations artists, musicians and filmmakers have helped create many of the installations and their works and performances will be on show throughout the festival. Music band King Stingray were amazed by the festival. Really important for us, like coming down to desert, where we usually come from, saltwater country, you know, coming down to deserts and visiting beautiful country of local um, people from here. The free event attracted almost 9,000 visitors on its opening weekend. The festival continues until the 18th of April. Ancient stories from the heart. 
Meanwhile, Storyland, a festival that was meant to be held in Kivkov's Harbour this Easter, had to be postponed due to the weather. A few, a few weeks ago, we have heard an interview with Alison Page from creative duo Zach Page, who are the creative directors of the festival. The organizers have announced that the Storyland outdoor music event had been postponed because the rains affected local community as well as the sites. This postponement does not affect the other 99% of screening and events happening at the SWIFT 2022, which will continue as planned from April 21 to May 6. Let's have a look overseas now. Russia's flagship war vessel Moskva has sunk. Ukrainian officials say their forces hit the Black Sea missile cruiser, while Russian authorities maintain that an unexplained fire on board was the cause. The loss of the warship would be a major military and symbolic defeat for Moscow, as its troops regroup for a renewed offensive in eastern Ukraine after ret retreating from much of the north. The US was unable to confirm Ukraine's claims of striking Moscow, but US national security adviser Jake Sullivan says it is a big blow for Russia. This is their flagship, the Moscow, uh, and they have now been forced to admit that it has been badly damaged. Um, and they've had to kind of choose between two stories. One story is that It was just incompetence, and the other was that they came under attack, and neither is a particularly good outcome for them. And to sports now. The Brisbane to Gladstone yacht race begins today with 38 yachts taking part. The race set sail in Morton Bay at 11am and will conclude in the early hours of Saturday morning near Gladstone. Organizers say it could be a record-breaking event with 15 to 25 knots of southeasterly winds. Queensland Cruising Yacht Club Vice Comrade Harley Gorlisio told the ABC his team would face stiff competition from the crew Blackjack, who are looking to break their 2018 record. They've got some unfinished business to do. They uh, they were actually ahead of their own race record last year when they broke their mast. So they would have broken the race record last year. So they're, they're back to have a shot at it this year. And in rugby, in the National Rugby League, Canberra Raiders coach Ricky Stewart has blasted his team after their third consecutive defeat. Canberra led 12-0 at halftime, but ended up losing 18 points to 12 at home to the North Queensland Cowboys in the opening game of round six. Stewart defended his players after their loss to Melbourne Storm last week and said he was resisting dropping players. But now he strongly hinted his patience has expired. I'm, I'm sick of defending, playing 40 minutes of football, 50 minutes of football on The way we started that second half was uh, pathetic. There's some individuals who just didn't start with the way they need to start in the second half to get us back onto the front foot. And uh, I'll do all that on, uh, when we get back to work. But it's, just, it's just not it's not on. I'm sick of it. Round of six of the competition continues today with the traditional Good Friday match between South Sydney and Canterbury. That will be followed by the defending champions, the Penrith Panthers, hosting the Brisbane Broncos. The Panthers are the only undefeated team left this season, having won all five of their matches so far. 
and let's have a look at sport, uh, the weather. Broome, partly cloudy and 35. Perth, sunny and 29 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 28 degrees. Melbourne, also partly cloudy and 25. Hobart, showers easing and 21 degrees. Albury Wodonga is partly cloudy with the tops of 24. Canberra, mostly sunny and 23. Sydney, also mostly sunny and 24. Newcastle, possible shower and 25. Brisbane, shower or two and 26. Townsville, mostly sunny and 31 degrees. Cairns, shower or two and 30 degrees. Darwin is mostly sunny with 35 degrees. Alice Springs, also mostly sunny and 36 degrees. And Torres Strait Islands today are cloudy with a chance of showers and 32 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 